Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor for Information Security Media Group. I'm at InfoSec Europe in London, speaking with Paul Brio, Senior Director for Digital Security at CA. Paul, thanks for joining me. No problem at all. We are discussing digital identity strategies. Tell me about digital identity. Sure. Well, digital identity is really the lifeblood of an organization as it transforms its business to go online. It's, it's really the center of a strategy for customer engagement, for driving better customer relationships, enabling those customers to engage with that organization online in a much more easy to use way, which will drive better relationships overall. And I think organizations now are holistically talking about identities, especially in the digital world, and how they manage that as a strategy. And what is involved in the digital identity bucket, if you will? What all goes into that? Are we talking about identity management? Are we talking about access management? Are we talking about securing sites, security, you know, the use of biometrics even? What are, what are some of the attributes that are being discussed here and also by your customers for the sure. concept? So, so I think it, it's, it's a very big topic. Um, and identity has been around as a word used in many different forms for, for many different years. Uh, it spans things from identity cards all the way through, as you mentioned, sort of biometrics, uh, and all facets around uh, simplified access, single sign-on, access control, managing the life cycle of identities, so that's provisioning and deprovisioning, as well as on the consumer side, where we're seeing customers talking about a mobile-first world how they actually engage with those customers on the mobile, how they actually make that customer journey, that customer experience uh, much more rounded and much more uh, trusted. And now, speaking of customers, there's obvious business applications for digital identity. Here in Europe, there are theoretically also a lot of government applications sure. for digital identity. Probably every country in Europe is doing something slightly different if they're doing something, but many are, when it comes to digital identity strategies. What are some of the trends you're seeing when it comes to the government space? Yeah, okay, so you're right, there are many different uh, strategies. I think, uh, you know, we've seen in the UK uh, an ID card strategy that, that was set up and, and didn't really go as far as it needed to. Uh, whether that was the right or wrong strategy, it just didn't work. I think we're also seeing um, in, in places, countries like Italy, where, where the uh, Posta Italiana are, are doing things, a trusted brand, uh, even Telecom Italia are doing uh, some things there as well. Again, another trusted brand. The main drive behind all of those um, is, is to establish a better relationship with, with those customers, to ensure that those customers have what they need online and can trust that uh, that brand. So, for example, in, in Italy, as I mentioned, uh, in, uh, in, there is an Italian government uh, policy around, specifically around digital identities, and it's actually leveraged a, a policy from the centre that organisations, trusted organisations like the uh, Italian Post Office, are using as a scheme so that their customers can adhere to the government's policy but also say, I trust my post office, I want to use and uh, leave my identity with that post office for them to manage in the same way that they would manage money. 
And we're seeing that across Spain, we're seeing that across uh, a number of the, uh, the countries um, across Europe. In the UK, I think um, government has a gov.verify, which is, uh, again, a trusted mechanism for which you can access government services. It, it also uh, set up many years ago something that was called the intermediaries um, policy, which I'm not, I'm not sure it got off the ground as well as it should do, but that was again saying DBLA, which is the driving uh, license agency, you know, if you trust that and you've given your identity to them, why wouldn't you be able to use that as, as a mechanism to get access to other services, same way as passport, etc. So we're seeing it very fragmented, we're seeing very uh, many different ideas behind the way that government is approaching that. But I think the real crux of, of where digital identity strategy is going is from industry and from the big trusted brands inside uh, each of the different countries. So we're seeing, as I mentioned, telcos, um, large brands trying to establish a almost a database of identities from which they can sell more things, deliver more services, but also be that trusted in environment for customers who want to use other mechanisms and other schemes. You've hit on a number of really interesting and sometimes difficult and nuanced topics here. With the UK, the National ID Card Scheme, it was interesting to see the debate that got kicked off around that, and there's so many different cultural elements just in the UK. Fear of large databases at the same time as you have many large databases. Sure. And sometimes the debates could seem nonsensical, and it's not always clear why these things did or did not advance. I'm interested to hear more about the Italian example. What is that ID card, which as you said is tr trusted, managed by a trusted third-party brand, what does that do for people in Italy? Sure, so, so actually it's not an ID card, it's a digital identity online. And it's, it's, so, so actually the form of, of the identity is, is just the fact that those customers in Italy trust that brand to uh, have their identity. And I think it all stems down to trust, and trust is a very uh, ephemeral phrase, um, because I think where consumers have um, trust in an organization, trust with their money, trust with their details, trust with their identity, but also have an element of control over that identity and what parts of it are kept by whom, then that works. And I think what happened in the UK wasn't quite as direct as that. It just it, it kind of came out as sort of big brother type. They um, didn't sell a good use case for it, I don't think. Absolutely. They, they, they said, well, why not? And everyone said, well, why? why? Yeah. And I think the UK is a, is a different culture to Italy, for example. I mean, South Africa, again, it's being established through the banks in South Africa, where you know, what you trust as your bank, you're able to use that online experience and that online interaction to go and use other services. So if I was using an online retailer, for example, sure. or a, even a wine merchant, if I am going through this trusted intermediary, they would keep my details private? Absolutely. Is that how that would work? Yes. So they could verify my identity to the organization that I was doing business with? without divulging too much information, theoretically? Yeah, so, so, I, so the, the, there are different mechanisms of doing this. I mean, um, federated identity, again, is, is a phrase that's used uh, in many different forms. But uh, what you've just described there is, is a kind of federation of, of identity. So um, I think what's really interesting in this new application economy, this, this whole disruptive technology 
um, period that we're in is that any organisation could be that trusted brand. Any organisation could hold you know, an element of someone's identity and any organisation can hold an element of being able to vouch for or verify that that person is who they say they are, that they can get access to, to what they need. What we're seeing in the market from, from the CA perspective is, is that, but also the next generation of, of, of that, so kind of how that manifests itself in the next uh, one, to, one to two years, I don't think you can look any further out than that, which is that ultimately consumers want ease of use. Secondly, trust and, and the brand is important to them. Uh, and the third thing is that that ease of use lends itself very, very nicely into a step-up authentication. So if you look at enrollment, for example, consumers don't want to spend 10, 15 seconds enrolling into a, a service whereby, actually, I'm just looking at it for information. They're very happy to, however, be asked some specific questions that will allow that organisation to verify that identity at the time when it's appropriate. So in other words, if I'm changing address or moving some money or actually buying something or actually getting access to things that would need a further level of authentication, do it at the time of that transaction. So that's a kind of step-up risk-based authentication. And we're seeing that built into a lot of the digital identity strategies that are out there right now. The business case to me here sounds like it's consumers not having to give the same information every time. Plus, with a security wrapper of if something weird starts to happen or unusual with, the, with your account, it will give us a better way potentially to crack down on that fraud to prevent account takeover, that, that sorts of things. Am I reading that correctly? Yes, uh, but uh, absolutely you are. But there's also uh, the, the other element that actually if consumers have the choice about what parts of their identity they want to leave and have with, with organisations, they don't have to give all of their personal identifiable information to one source. And I think that's where you mentioned earlier about the, the, you know, the federation and how, how organisations are using parts of identity to do various different things. We're seeing the, uh, you know, an uptake of social logging. So you look at you know, Facebook. Now, actually, there's a division of, of consumers out there, some who say, do you know what, using Facebook to log on to a retail site or to, to a banking site, that's easy for me. There are others who say, well, hang on a minute, how come Facebook have got all my details? But again, it's the appropriate use of identity and that information held by the people that you trust in a way that makes it so much easier for consumers to have that choice, to have that trust. So it's a, it's a really interesting uh, part of IT and business strategy right now because at the heart of everything that organizations do is identity. I need to know that person, you need to know me, and when we do, we can do things together. Paul, thanks very much for your time today. No problem, thank you very much. For ISNG, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thanks for joining us.